Hello, everyone. You are listening to Wins and Losses. This is Phil Strunk, the host of the podcast. Always great to be back with you for another episode of Wins and Losses. It's a time of year, you know. <laughs> it's a it's a crazy time of year as a, as a middle school teacher. It's um, as as I continue to reflect on on the time, at the the end of the third quarter. You know, I, I remember as a middle schooler, this was typically my most challenging quarter, especially as a seventh grade teacher. I think third quarter of my seventh grade. Uh, I don't know, career uh, of my seventh grade year was easily my, my most challenging throughout my middle school experience, I think. And uh, it's looking like it's like that for all of my students that I currently have. But it's not that my kids don't understand content. The issue at hand here is that the kids aren't turning stuff in. And and that's been something that, that I've been struggling with a lot recently. Um I'm looking through grade books and, and I'm seeing kids that usually have A's or, or dropped down to like C's or D's. And, and I look and I see, well, you know, of the nine assignments, only they've only turned in like three of them. Or, you know, I bring kids up multiple days to, to work on a task and um, it just, it's just not getting done. And I'm wondering, you know, what are my expectations like that, that this has allowed for this to happen? Um what is the what is the struggle here? What are the next steps that need to occur to support student learning? Because what frustrates me is that all quarter, I'll be spending time talking with kids, talking about the importance of turning your work in. Um, kids will ask for an extra day, and I'll give them that extra day. And then all of a sudden, that turns into an extra two days, and then an extra week, and an extra two weeks. And the next thing I know, that assignment that I assigned back at the end of January or the beginning of February is just now getting turned in at the end of March. And it, it drives me crazy, and, and I just don't know what I can do to, to better establish those deadlines. Um this uh, this podcast episode is, is really just going to be a, a, a big loss as I am just continually reflecting on you know what can I do to to improve this. Uh, one option that I thought to support students and, and help them understand that deadlines are important was establishing like a drop dead date for uh, one unit this quarter. I had one unit where I said if I don't have assignments by this date. I'm not accepting them anymore. I thought this is easy. You know, it's it's going to be two units after we finish World War One. So I was accepting World War One items up until we got into the Great Depression, and then I said, you know, all right, we we've moved past it at this point. You know, I need it by this day. Well, that day came around, and nothing really changed. the The tasks that I was expecting to get piles and piles of of work, and I didn't get anything. Uh, and, and the grades were low, and you know I hate seeing my, my students struggle uh, in, in this particular area. And so at the end of the quarter, um, I, I went back on that hard deadline because the grades were just lower. And I just I thought, well, setting that, that hard deadline was a loss. And it concerns me because I think I want my students to be able to go out there and, and be the innovators that I know they're going to be. I want them to be able to go out there and change the world. I want them to be uh, you know, the future president of the United States that's going to fix 
whatever issue our country is going to be facing. I want my students to become teachers that are going to go and inspire future generations. I want my students to be the ones that are planning how many colonies are we going to be able to fit on Mars. I want my students to be the ones that are going to go out there and, you know, fix my house whenever I break the plumbing for the 10,000th time or whenever I need new electrical wiring and, you know, I'm afraid of ripping a hole open in my wall because that is genuinely something that I am fearful of whenever it comes to anything related to uh, to wiring. You know, I want my students to be able to do all these things, but I also know that for them to be able to do these things, they need to have an appreciation for deadlines. You know, if if I'm contracting somebody and they tell me that they're going to be here by a certain time or I say, "Hey, I need you on this particular day," and that person can't do it, I'm going to call somebody else. If the president has so many so much time to respond to a situation and they think, oh, well, I'll just get around to it later, that moment may pass by or something worse may happen. If the future, uh, it, you know, it, as the people are planning their colonies on Mars or, or they're planning some great component of exploration or technological advancement, but they need or the organization needs something by a particular day and they don't get it, they're going to get fired. And yes, I know what I'm saying are things that, that people on Twitter um, go back and forth about because on the one hand, you have people on Twitter who say, we need to prepare our kids for the real world, the real world, the real world, whenever you know they are living a real world. But what they're saying is we need to prepare our, our students for life after compulsory education. We need to prepare our students for the workforce. And I get that. I also get the argument uh, from the other side that says, but they're kids, especially in my case, you know, they're 11, 12, 13 years old. Well, there has to be some sort of balance in there. I, I feel like Twitter has the, these two extremes of either we hold them completely accountable like adults or we don't hold them accountable at all. And I keep thinking, what's the balance here? How do, how do we figure this out? Um, and really, it, it simply comes down to the fact that I just want my kids to do their work. Uh, I, want, I want all of our kids to, to be able to do our work and, and recognize that. I reflected on if my work was too challenging and I looked back at it and, and spent a t lot of time thinking about it. Uh, I don't think it was, you know, one of my assignments um, is, is to create something is to create their own country. And, um, you know, and it's, it's to teach them about the creation of totalitarian states. And so it's entirely custom made and, and I didn't expect it to, takes so long. I have a graphic organizer to walk them through the steps. And I'm, I'm, if you look at this assignment, it's not asking for a great amount of detail. It's just the basics because I want them to understand how totalitarian states function. And that's what this activity is all designed to do. And yet whenever the time came to collect it, it wasn't, it wasn't getting done. Uh, I've had students who, for one task, I wanted them very simply to look in our textbook and look at this key that was in the textbook and be able to define what certain programs of the new new deal was. I wanted them to define the program in their own words. And, and there were only six of them there, or not even six or no, there were seven there. They had to draw a picture to represent them and then answer one reflective question. Again, something that it shouldn't have taken too long. And yet, you know, I, I get these emails saying, Oh, Mr. Strunk, I need another day. That day turns into two days, that those two days turn into a week, which turns into two weeks. And then again, it's the end of March and I am collecting work from the start of the quarter. Uh, I'm just confused. I'm, I'm troubled and I keep on trying to think, what can I do to better support my students here? 
I try to, to convey home the message of the stuff that I give you kids. This stuff is gold. It's good stuff. I, I wouldn't assign it to you if I didn't think it was worth it. There is meaning behind this. And my next step, I guess, is, is to continue to try to find ways to build that meaning in for my students to, to help them find that motivation. I'm trying to be relevant and authentic with the things that I do. I have my students design websites for the Roaring Twenties. It's it's a big project for for the quarter, and I think only half of the seventh grade turned it in. I thought the fact that they were building websites would be pretty awesome. A lot of them in their future will likely have to have a website design or they will be paying somebody a lot of money to design their website for them and they would like to they should probably know the basic features of their site. And I thought this would be a good way to to tie in history with something that they're going to need for their futures. And yet it wasn't getting done. We spent over a week and a half of it in class. I was I was walking around checking in with students seeing what they needed afterwards, I would look at student information, I would give them feedback, send it back. And, and some students, you know, as, as a big win, some students came back and they tried, they tried, and they tried again, and it was awesome. And then there were other times where, you know, it's the end of the quarter, and I still have students that haven't turned it in. And unfortunately, their grade is a lot lower than, than it should be. But I need that task, and so... And I need that task to be able to measure their success, and I don't have that. It's tough, and I'd be really curious to to hear if, if anybody is listening to this and having a similar problem, what are some things that you're trying to do to conquer this? You know, I, I know that this that this can be done. I know that we can get to a point where we can support students, and, and I don't want this to be a thing where it's just blaming the next generation that... As a history teacher, uh, I consider that the historical sin of presentism, using the modern day, or you know, trying to create judgments based off of different experiences, um, I don't want to do that. And and I guess presentism isn't the right word, but I don't want to compare what my experience was like to theirs because experiences are different. But what I do want to do is is set my students up for success. I want them to be able to go forward and and see the future and, and experience it fully. And I want them to be able to see that the work that I'm giving them as a teacher is getting them to that point. So yeah, this is definitely, whenever it comes to wins and losses, this is definitely one of the losses. I'm not giving up. There, there's still a whole quarter left for the students and I to be able to make a difference in each of their educations. And so uh, driving forward now, my, my hope is that I can create meaningful learning experiences for these students, that I can find a way to, to create deeper buy-in. And what that might mean is scrapping some of the plans that I had before and uh, going back to square one again with them so that we can get this done. Uh, if you're somebody out there that that you believe in mastery learning, but you have a deadline system. I'd love to hear how that works as well. I think there has to be some sort of balance to this, and I'm really curious to what it, to what it looks like. And if you are not going through this problem at all, and you're not familiar with it, you know, I would love to continue the dialogue with you and be able to talk to you. It's been a while since I've been able to record an episode of Wins and Losses, so it's nice to just kind of sit here and, and do some reflection about it. Um, as, as Educations is, is in its second season of filming, as Whale Chat continues to, to go well, and uh, as I've been working more on my blog uh, and, and other adventures, it's just been, it's good for me to remember, too, that a lot of this journey started through through this podcast, and so I want to make sure I'm continuing to spend time reflecting. Hey, again, thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Bye-bye.